Hello, I'm Abigail Thayer, and I am with Dr. Kirk Elliott, and welcome to Sparonomics kid, for kids, and come on, let's bring Dr. Kirk in here. Hello, how are you? Good, Abigail. How are you? I sure love seeing you in Pennsylvania last weekend. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool actually meeting you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I've been told that you're going to tell us about a $2 million cup of coffee. Can you explain what that I, I will. I mean, that's an expensive cup of coffee. Would you ever pay for a $2 million cup of coffee, Abigail? I don't even have $2 million to spend. <laughs> Nobody does. But this presentation will blow your mind. It really will. So um, I've got a little presentation. So we'll just kind of go through a few slides on the screen. Mm -hmm. Um and it is true that a cup of coffee or lots of cups of coffee could cost $2 million. So let's actually go through this real quick and we'll show you what I mean. Um, so we'll go to the next slide. So Starbucks, this is the most expensive cup of coffee in the world. It's the Sexagen Tuple Vanilla Bean Mocha Frappuccino. It has 128 ounce glass with 60 shots of espresso. And I mean, look, look at that price. I mean, it just costs a fortune, right? It's not that that people would pay fifty four dollars and seventy five cents on going for that because that would that's pretty much death in a glass. It would it would probably kill you having all that many shots of coffee in one glass. But but so but that's the most expensive cup of coffee, right? Well, so we would think. So this is our story, and this is going to be pretty quick. But there's a book by. by Thomas Danko called uh, the millionaire next door. So here the, basically the gist of it, Abigail is millionaires don't look like millionaires. They don't dress like millionaires, eat like millionaires, act like millionaires. They don't even have millionaire names. Right. But what do they do? They live below their means. They wear inexpensive suits. They save for the future. Then basically living below their means is one of the keys. Right. So, mm -hmm. So let's go on to the next slide here, and we'll just keep talking about what they do. So the just so, I, you know, I had a friend, and she probably wouldn't be happy that this whole presentation was based on her um, her experiences, um, but it was. So she would drive forty miles round trip five days a week and go get a frappuccino and have a pastry with it, right? So. And she didn't have really a very good job either. So what did that mean? So when she went to go do that, let's go on to the next slide. Um, she would, you know, buy these frappuccinos. And the assumptions here in the math is $4.25 a day. That's what the frappuccino would cost Monday through Friday for 22 days a month. So that's $93.50 a month that she spent on coffee. So if you if you she would have invested that money instead of drinking it what would what would that have been well assuming a 12% growth rate on your investments um and you can get 12% growth rate on your investments through time and we don't have to look at all these slides but there's times in history when the stock market would do that there's times in history when gold and silver would do that like right now you know, because all of these average over 10% a year, this is this amazing. There are times in real estate does that. But here's the thing. If she would have invested that money 
five days a week, the $4 and 25 cents instead of drinking it. By the time she was 65 and wanted to retire, how much do you think that $4 and 25 cents a day would be? 10,000, 50,000, 100,000? I mean, do you have a guess? I'm guessing it'd be 2 million. <laughs> oh, that's a good guess since that's the name of the show, right? So yeah, it's it's over $2 million, $2 million, $2 million, two, <laughs> that's not such a big number, $2,026,073.94. See, that's what those $4.25 coffees every single day would be worth if in, from the words at ages 18 to 65, rather than drinking it, you invested it. So I'm not picking on people who love Starbucks. I do too, right? I'm not people picking okay. on people who love coffee, but what is your Starbucks, right? Replace you with my friend. What is your coffee? Is it eating out? Is it satellite or cable? Is it gadgets? Is it is it crafts? What is it, right? Everybody has their own I'm not going to call it a vice because some of these are really good things, but they're choices, right? There's choices on whether you should invest your money or spend your money, have fun or have delayed gratification, right? So life is all about choices. So here's a strategy for success for everybody on Sparonomics Kids that's watching this. Learn how to live below your means, find fun things to do that are free, and when you do start investing, invest in the right trend at the right time. Mm -hmm. See, the goal is to not hate getting up in the morning. The goal is to enjoy life, but you can find things to do that are free and start a lifestyle of savings and not have the, the your Frappuccino, right? The, whatever your Frappuccino is, it could be all kinds of things. It could be video games. It could be a lot of things. Don't let that define you right? Because when you live below your means and you budget, um, it'll help you save up for things that you want to save for in the future. And in a future show, what I want to do with you is, is put together a strategy and a roadmap for budgeting and how to live a successful life. And, and uh, you know, you and I had talked about that, and I would love to do that on our next show, is go over how to set up a budget, how to live below your means, how to invest, how to save, how to spend, and how to how to actually live and enjoy life while you're setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. That that sounds like really good advice for someone like me, someone younger than me, or even someone older than me. Yes. Well, living within your means is good for somebody who's fifty or sixty or seventy years old too, right? But if you can start it when you're a kid, your life will be completely different. It'll be completely different. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be handcuffed by debt and the things that that brings and the stress that that brings. And, um, you know, the point of, of today's little presentation, the $2 million cup of coffee, is to show that our choices have consequences, right? Mm -hmm. We can either spend or we can, or we can save. And when you spend... You're, you're giving up the benefit of what that, that saving would do in investing it for, for a immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. And if that's your choice and you know that that's what you want, then that's an okay choice, right? But most people don't understand what delayed gratification will do and what that means years and years down the road. 
And that's why we brought it up today because it is very important. Yes. I've also got other questions besides having a $2 million cup of coffee. I mean, yeah. who, who would ever spend $2 million on a cup of coffee anyway? Hmm? I don't know anybody that's that addicted to coffee where that would make sense. <laughs> yes. um, so the question I have is, if you're to save all that money instead of spend it, what should you do with it? Well, right now, you have to invest into the trend that's moving in a positive direction. Right now, it happens to be silver. Um, I wouldn't invest into stocks or bonds. I would start saving until you have enough money to buy one ounce of silver, two ounces or 10 ounces or whatever you can. The amount is immaterial. Just start. And whenever you have enough to start investing in silver, you you start and watch how, how your investing portfolio starts to really grow. Yes, that, that is good advice for a lot of people. Who mm -hmm, is, for sure. Yeah. Um, can someone like me be able to save that and use it for my future? Oh, yeah, for sure, because... Silver is less than $20 an ounce, right? So it's not as expensive as something like gold that's about $1,700 an ounce, right? So you can start investing in smaller amounts with silver, um, one ounce coins, 10 ounce bars, 100 ounce bars, right? Whatever you have, um, we, we just start allocating into it. And then we either ship it to you or you open up a, a, a depository account at a vault, you know, view it as a vault, if you didn't want to take delivery of it at home. But man, for most people, when you're just starting out, they love to take delivery of it at home because you can touch it, you can feel it, you can see it, and you know, and it gives a meaning to your what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, it. What is the best possible way to save besides gold and silver? I would just do cash right now, right? Just we just put money in the savings account. When the stock market's coming down, when bonds are coming down, when things are coming down, you don't want to allocate into them. By allocate, I mean buy into those markets. Just just buy into the ones that are going up, which right now would be gold and silver, or just sit on the sideline and, and just start acquiring cash so then you have enough to invest when the time is right. Yes, there are a lot of people need to hear some of the advice that you're giving me. Um, they do. I'm glad you're doing your show because a lot of people will hear it. That's awesome. Why is saving good for some people? Well, saving is always good because if you don't save, you're never going to have something to invest down the road. You're never going to have enough to buy a car. You're never going to have enough to buy a house. You're never going to have enough to buy clothes or jewelry or food or whatever, right? You always have to save. That's part of budgeting. Um, you know, you've heard the term, oh, the money burns a hole in your pocket, right? It's like some people just have a really hard time saving because once they get money, they just have to spend it, right? The, yeah. the shiny things are too attractive, but but saving is is an amazing habit to start forming um, and, and experiencing that delayed gratification. Yeah. Some people don't know that and they just spend it right away. And they yes. have delayed gratification, like you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what is IRA and is it good to for some people to invest in? Why have people invested in it for uh, many years now? 
Uh, an IRA is a, is a it's a special kind of retirement account. Rather than just putting money in the bank or in a brokerage account at you know Schwab or E Trade or something, where the everything that you invest it grows tax deferred. So it's a tax, um, it's a way to benefit from lower taxes in your retirement accounts. Now, you have to have earned income to start an IRA, which means you have to have a job. And there's only a certain amount that you can put in every year. It's either six or seven thousand, depending on your age. But it's amazing, especially a Roth IRA, that you actually it grows tax deferred, which means there's no taxes on the growth. And when you take the income out, you don't have to pay taxes on it then either. It's it's really a way to kind of uh, fast track and grow your portfolio faster when you get tax deferred growth. Yeah, I was just wondering that. <laughs> That's a good question. Where I wish someone else would ask these questions. That's a great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you gold and silver get their prices from? Uh, just what the market will sustain for it. it. It's part of a function of how much does it cost to get it out of the earth, labor costs, fuel costs, um, you know, all the equipment, the refining of it to make a raw piece of gold from the mountain or silver from the mountain into a, a coin or a bar, right? And then the prices are ultimately determined by supply and demand. Um, Just like anything else, if you have low demand, the prices will be low. If you have high demand, the prices will be high. And same thing with supply. If there's a ton of supply, prices are probably lower. If there's no supply, prices are probably higher. So that's all a function of the markets, right? And what people are willing to pay for things. And if they really want it, prices are going to go up. If they don't want it, prices will come down. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for all your answers to my questions. And if you want to have your questions po- posted on the video, just keep your questions in the comments below. And we'll see you next time, Dr. Kirk. Thank you so much, Abigail. It was great being with you. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Bye-bye.